Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode of Watching the Throne is brought to you by you, the listener. We've chosen to keep the show ad-free and only ask for something small in return. Please head to iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. Those reviews really help with our exposure. And if you'd like to make a small monetary contribution... Head to patreon.com slash Kanye podcast, where you can donate increments of as small as $1 per month. Thank you so much, and stay wavy. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love, I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne, a lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Chris Lambert, and today we're doing a storier with Tasha Maddox. Uh, Tasha, thanks for coming on, and why don't you uh, introduce yourself to everybody? Hi, I'm Tasha Maddox. My name is Tiny Tasha on Twitter and Instagram. And I recently just started picking up um, doing a lot of Kanye art. Actually, I've been an artist for most of my life, though. That's awesome. That's a. Uh, I've always had a secret aspiration to be an artist, but just not the patience or dedication for it. writing. Yeah, but not not art. So when I saw your work, I was just very much like. This is so cool. This is, you know, the kind of thing that I that I wish I could be doing. And yeah. it's something that you're getting to do. Yeah. Thanks for that. Because I actually can relate to that a lot because I wasn't really focused on it a lot throughout my life. Like I was always an artist and enjoyed doing it in my spare time. But I never really took it serious until like in recent years, actually, in the last like two years. <laughs> so it must be pretty rewarding to make that switch and then to be part of a, a show like the one you were just part of last month and to have the response to your work. I mean, because on Twitter, it, it got a lot of really nice comments, a lot of nice shares. And to just see, to go from not taking it seriously to seeing that response must be yeah. pretty, yeah. It, it was definitely a push to keep going because with stuff like that, it's really, especially with art and things that you're trying to like basically sell to the public when you're not getting any type of response at all, it can definitely like halt your um, creative juices and just make you give up on the process in general. So that was definitely a big boost for me to keep going and stick with this. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's it's. One of those things where they always talk about, you know, art should come from within, but at the same time, you you make art to share, and yeah. that sharing is such a, a huge part of everything. Yeah, because it's easy to um, to keep making stuff and keep it to yourself, and that's what I was doing a lot of my life when I was saying I kind of do stuff like in my own personal time and for fun. So a lot of my artwork is like with family and friends, or just in my own personal like house or um, wherever, but. 
recently is when I recent like just started selling it and everyone getting it out to other people because of um, mostly because of that show. Like they reached out to me from my um, Instagram page where I had posted my wall that had like three different Kanye pieces on it in my dorm room from Louisiana State University where I used to attend. I'm actually a college dropout myself, so I can relate to that too. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they saw that, and on that wall, I had um, uh, uh, the power cover, and I recreated it with clay. Actually, it was for a ceramic class project, and it was a 3D portrait of that cover, and um, a couple of other personal pieces that are just random things with like the Yeezy bear and stuff like that. And then another cover from my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. The ones that has the red border and everything. Yes. Yeah. They reached out to me about that and asked if I'd be interested in coming up with three pieces for a show that they were doing in the next two months. And that's kind of how it all got started. <laughs> what was that initial feeling when you got that message? It was, oh, that was crazy, especially because it's in New York City. So everyone thinks that that's like a huge thing, especially in the art community. Like, even if you don't sell anything, like just going there alone and being part of something big like that, like, you're, of course, you're going to make like these new connections and stuff like that. So it was really a worthwhile experience. I actually only sold one of my three paintings at the show, but um it was great it was definitely great and like i said i'm about to i'm going to be working with them again soon yeah and what's uh what's that upcoming show yeah it's with the art hub nyc and this one is just a show that's completely celebrating and supporting black artists so it's i'm not i don't think it's actually black artists like anyone can be in it but it's covering and like supposed to be supporting black art Okay. So it's not excluded to that, but it's just about celebrating black art. They are kind of tried to started doing it in February, but it got pushed back because the Kanye show ended up being later in February. Makes sense. You wouldn't want to over, <laughs> overlap the two, right? Yeah. Um, and any, any Kanye pieces get appear in that or are you going a different direction? No, not yet for that. I kind of wanted to take a break for that because actually after the show happened, and I got so much, like, um, so many views and stuff like that on Twitter. A lot of people reached out, and I ended up selling the other two pieces within the same week that I first posted on Twitter. And then a lot of other people were asking for um, different ones and, like, if I could recreate certain ones. So I actually did three more of, <laughs> of paintings of the ones that I sold in the show. So I've been working on that for a while and now I just need to kind of focus on this little thing for a bit. So I do want to get back to the Kanye stuff for sure. Like I have some other sketches and different things in the work that I've been, like I said, I've been kind of doing this for the last like three or four years, but I haven't really presented it on this large of a um, scale. So I'll probably get back to that after this next show. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm personally hoping to see more uh, Kanye Dragon Ball Z crossover. Yeah, that was, oh, that was one of, I think that was one of my first things. That was the first thing that I did on like a large scale canvas, actually. That's really cool. So uh, Kanye has, has it been something that you just did these for this art show? Kanye has been something that you, uh, like, as, a, as an artist, as someone you've been interested in in a while. Yeah, definitely. Because I've, 
Um, I've been influenced by his music on a huge scale since I was a child. Actually, like he was one of the only rappers that my parents kind of like let us listen to growing up. And um, my both of my parents are from New York originally, so they kind of had that Jay-Z vibe, everything like that. So that's kind of how I got introduced to him at an early stage. So I was drawing like the um, college dropout bear when I was like a kid, actually. Like, <laughs> a few random like things that my mom dug up of like sketches and stuff that I have of that. So, yeah, I've been doing it for a while, but I wasn't like super really into it. Like I said, probably until actual college. Like, and that's when I really, really started understanding, like really understanding the music and the meaning behind everything that he was saying. Mm. And the albums that I could really personally relate to is like more than just like visual aesthetic behind it. because That's a lot of what I like behind it growing up. But since I could relate to it so much more, it was easier to like do certain paintings and pieces that um, were more than just the bear and kind of had a deeper message to whatever that song was in particular or the lyrics that I'm hearing, you know? Yeah, that must be really cool to, uh, having grown up with some of those Kanye albums, to be able at this point to not only rediscover them on a personal level, but to rediscover them and interpret them in art. It It's like a whole other level of personal with the music yeah definitely. Huh. what uh what albums were you listening to when you were a kid or were your parents letting you listen to um well i'm mo probably mostly um college dropout and late registration that i can remember growing up because especially like um there is a couple of songs from those that were in games that I used to play with my brothers. They were like race car games. I can't remember <laughs> what the games were. It was probably like, I don't know. I can't, you can't quote me on this because I, I didn't, I'm not big on video games, but maybe like Fast and Furious or something like that where it was, they were playing um, the songs in the actual game when you're driving on the radio and stuff. And that, um, it's like, um, what is it? I, I'm trying, like, I can have, I have a tune in my head from a specific <laughs> Um But from College Dropout in particular, I know Jesus Walks was, like, a big one because um, my dad is, like, more on the religious side, so that was really cool to see in the music video, too, because we didn't really see anything like that growing up. It was, like, a lot of stuff where it was, like, you're listening to music and there's, like, points in the song where you got to close your ears or you have to, like... Um, cut out what you're saying and stuff like that. So it wasn't like a lot of that. And oh, my parents were also big Lauryn Hill fans. So All Falls Down is definitely my favorite songs and always has been. Um, yeah, what else? I can't remember. Off the top, <laughs> good with quoting. That's that's a that's a cool way like connection to have with the parents too. Like just being able to have them loving Lauren Hill and then to have kind of that all falls down connect yeah. like bridge of Lauren Hill and Kanye. Yeah. And like I said, my dad was more of the Jay-Z fan. So that's kind of how that all came into play. Like I wouldn't say either of them are huge are Kanye fans at all. Like especially my mom can um, definitely doesn't appreciate how arrogant he can be at times, but 
um, yeah, so like it's cool that their influences and stuff like that, like the different music that they listened to growing up and soul beats and stuff that he sampled through other music is stuff like that they were really appreciating. So that's why they can kind of appreciate his music in a sense because they, they hear those things and then they can tell me like, oh, yeah, like this came from that and stuff. Like I really love growing up hearing all that kind of stuff, like that his music was sampled from so many other things and they would like show me and play these older things for me, like these really soulful tunes. And I really appreciated the connection. Who needs genius.com when you have parents that can offer that kind of knowledge? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it sounds, uh, do you and your dad uh, ever debate who is better on Watch the Throne? Oh, no, nothing. (laughs) Thing like that no he wouldn't i don't think they ever like i they wouldn't debate with me about kanye because they i like they know that that's like just my thing right now <laughs> so yeah. yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't like go very well <laughs> um so as you're you're listening to the albums as a as a kid it, were you following along as like graduation 808's my beautiful dark twisted fantasy came out or was that kind of something where um you know recently you kind of get back into Kanye's main discography yeah no i did i think i was always listening to that as it came out especially cuz i was more into i was big on um radio music and radio hits so his stuff would come on in the car and stuff and I would hear and know like I can I could tell like oh this is a new Kanye song even if they're not saying it or something like that I would always go back home and like look up on YouTube and just keep watching it and memorize the lyrics and stuff like that so there's like been a lot it's like mostly the stuff that I knew growing up were his biggest hits and the different things that he would play a lot on MTV and stuff like that but then when I grew up and like went to college and was able to like really look into his music and the discography behind that, I like found all these other songs and like gained a bigger appreciation for it in general. Like the first time I listened to Graduation Full Through, I was actually driving to Louisiana State University um, the first time for my, by myself because I live in Maryland. That's where I'm originally from. So it's an 18 hour drive. So it's like the per- one of the perfect albums to like listen to throughout because he has all those skits in between it. And it just really keeps you like going in awake and visual. Like that's all it was a, really a visual album for me. Like that was a huge thing behind it that even if like I wasn't actually there wasn't music videos or anything like connected to all of the skits, like I could kind of like listen to along and like make stories in my own head. Which keeps you like (laughs) (laughs) yeah having that connection to like the visual connection i think is something that isn't often discussed when it comes to albums which makes sense because they're so sonic but it is really awesome when uh an album can get multi-sensory like that and not just have you hearing things but have you really picturing and uh, envisioning and with you being a, a visual artist i'm sure that's huge for you yeah definitely that's why it's so easy to, for me at least, to um, incorporate his music into my art. Yeah, with the pieces that you did, was there uh, specific songs that you had in mind or specific albums you had in mind when you were coming up with them? Um, well, yeah, because there, there's 
808s and graduation, like a little of both of those are in the mix of it. And then, um, can you, spaceship, spaceship is, is that light, late registration? Uh, college dropout. College dropout. Okay. So yeah. And then the, the one that's the skyline is just based off of that, um, off of a, a lyric specifically from that song. But the other two are more of a combination between late registration, college of dropout, and 808s. Like I use the bear and the um, I use the bear from graduation and the larger one, but the color scheme and everything like that from it is more of a like 808s kind of vibe, like that really poppy kind of thing. Mm. And then um, for, there's another one that looks kind of like that bear one again. Like there's two that kind of go hand in hand with each other. And that one is it's like really off of late registration. It's one of the, um, another, it's a cover art from it. And in the original cover art, it actually has Kanye West standing and a gray tuxedo. And the heart is like wrapped around him, if you're familiar with it. So it's kind of just like a play on that one, but using the bear instead. And then with that kind of color scheme that just, as you said, has that poppy element to it that's like bright and yeah. fun, even though there's a lot of a lot of chaos in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. Because like if like I could like just slightly changing and toning down the color scheme, it would have looked completely different. You're right. Like it would have really looked like dark and edgy. And like with these hands coming out of these like holes and stuff like this. And like, where is it taking these things? Like it look, it would look scary. Like especially when I had it kind of in black and white. Like it had a completely different vibe before it came to color. So I really like that. I used these really really bright poppy colors and like layered it in a way that it was jumping out. And a lot of people for some reason like brought to me and like thought like these were like it was a Dr. Seuss kind of thing. <laughs> I had comments on that at the art show if it was like if it had anything to do with Dr. Seuss. And I like that though because that. I'd love that growing up too. So I probably do like naturally have some type of like influence by that in my artistry. And I feel like that's a great thing about art is that it can like influence you in so many ways that you don't even realize. And like other people can come to you and be like, Oh, like this looks like so-and-so. And you're like, Oh, it re- it does. Like, I didn't even think of that. Like, that's not how I put it together, but you're right. And that's a really cool thing. Which always gets to that interesting conversation about like artist intention versus the work itself, right? Like, yeah. Because the artist, you could have one intention and never, never really realize kind of the subconscious influences that are like helping you shape this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I can definitely relate to that because at um, one point when the tweet was really blowing up and going viral, somebody commented on it and was basically calling out the artwork for unoriginality and said that it was um copying the the um artist behind his original graduation cover it's um it's an asian artist i can't remember yeah uh murakami murakami yeah so they were like kind of like it was someone who felt really 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 passionate about me copying that artist specifically and they were um but I wasn't even familiar with it. And that's like another one of the things, like I was saying, like I didn't even actually know who that artist was 
and that he did that or he was behind the um, cover until that person called me out on it. So I kind of went back and was like, well, I like I'm I'm sorry if that's how you feel, but that's not the case. Like, I really don't know who this person is. And I kind of looked into it myself. So it wasn't like I intentionally thought I needed to figure out how to mute that before. I <laughs> but sorry, that's okay. I wasn't intentionally trying to um, copy anyone or anything like that. But that's that's just how artistry is like. And that's how Kanye West even is as an artist. Like if he never incorporated other sounds and people that he um, saw or heard that he felt like some type of way about really influenced him into his music, then none of his music ever would have been what it was or is to this day. Yeah, that's a, well, so it's funny because I, I mean, I haven't studied Murakami because I'm not an artist that study, like a visual artist that studies other visual artists, but I'm, I'm pretty familiar with his work and I never once thought like Murakami, like. Yeah, exactly. So it's always a conceptual thing. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's things that you can see and relate to things that no one else would. And that's why I really love about art and artistry. And, especially, and even in Kanye West and his music, like some people think he's the worst person in the world and just hate his guts entirely. And then other people look at him like a complete god. And I love that there's things in this world that can have like two completely different sides to it. Like no matter how, um, who's viewing it, everyone has their own personal opinion that shifts in ways in its own way. Right. Where if everybody just agreed, like amazing, great. It's kind of, yeah. Like, does that actually mean anything? Like, what is that thing really? Like it just, it doesn't feel like it holds any value if you're not going to have some type of criticism, you know, like somebody has to like feel offended by whatever it is you're doing or you're not making waves. Yeah. Like it, if you're appealing to everybody, you're not taking a stance on anything, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and it, just to also support your point about Kanye being influenced and, like, taking influence, that song, Southside Serenade, just leaked. That it was probably from uh, an early version of The Life of Pablo. And yeah. it's almost identical to a Leon Russell song, Manhattan Island Serenade. Okay, exactly. Like, and and those are some of his best. Like, that some of his best work is when he samples these artists that no one has ever really heard of, and especially in um the like rap culture of music. Like, he samples a lot of artists that are in completely different, far out genres that people wouldn't expect to um to like be able to work in this kind of like rap industry or this sound. And it's like, it just educates so many people. Like it gets people to like look into other things. Like that's why I really love about it too. Like that branches um, your opinion, even if it's like too far out from what you think he's like normal, like what he's supposed to be or what your idea of of him is. Like it just brings you closer to other people and other things. He's the best music professor I've ever had. <laughs> like, as somebody that doesn't study music, doesn't, like, know a lot about music history, listening to Kanye and just paying attention to what he does and reading more about what he does, yeah, I've I've learned so much about artists I never would have recognized. Um, I, I've listened to albums I never otherwise would have. Like, 
Yeah. He does that for you. Well, and I guess it, it's probably, from an artist standpoint, it's probably very interesting for you too with Kanye's background in fine arts and that yeah. he was going to be, like he had a, he had a scholarship to a fine art college. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it definitely does. Cause, and, it, and it makes me feel a little bit better right now about like recently becoming the, like in my stage and era of the college dropout because I was, I was pursuing fine arts as a um, minor as well in college. Not, it wasn't like I didn't go to it on some scholarship and I didn't pursue it as a huge dream. I always kind of kept it in my pocket, like, yeah, I'm good at art and this is kind of something that I can fall back on. And this is something I enjoy doing in my spare time, but I never really looked at it as a lucrative career path or even just something that's like, um, ideal for my future in that in that in that financial state so when um so like yeah like when I was able to go back and really really listen to the college dropout again and go over late registration like there's all of the albums really go back to addressing his point of really kind of being true to yourself and your own vision and um beliefs and goals and not like focusing on pleasing other people especially like your parents and stuff like that because that's kind of always like the hardest thing to let down especially when it comes to stuff like school and whatnot and things that they think are gonna make your future you kind of just have to trust yourself and hold faith in your own like process you just have me nodding along in like very like deep agreement (laughs) Hell yeah. And it's it's not just inspirational because he's somebody saying that and allowing that. It's he he did it. Yeah. And knowing that backstory really makes those albums that much more like, okay, I can I can do this too. Like I maybe I won't be Kanye West, but nothing's stopping me from being Kanye West, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um Man, I love that. <laughs> hey. Uh, so albums, which, uh, which album is your, is your favorite? Is it the early Kanye? Is it, is it my beautiful dark twisted fantasy or Yeezus life of Pablo? Um, it's, see, it's like, it kind of depends on what type of what I'm Like that's, I guess why I'm like relating to the college dropout so much right now. And a lot of time during college, um, when I was going through different things with breakups and stuff like that, I was really, really hooked on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and 808s, like a combination of the both of the two. Um, But and then I really, really, really loved The Life of Pablo because that was when I was like most immersed in his actual music, like at the point in my life. And I was actually... Um, I went to not the concert in Madison Square Garden, but if you're if you remember, they had showings at theaters and everything like that around the country the same day it came out. So you could live. So I went to that with some of my close friends and different things like that. So that's like I can really relate to that album because I have a lot of actual like memory behind it of really like being involved in it and stuff like that and waiting for it to come out and being really excited about it and everything like that. But 
as far as like what songs I'll go back to and just listen to like day to day randomly the most, it's probably still um, the college dropout. It's just that early era of all falls down, slow jam, spaceship. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm really, and I, and I really like all of those, like that kind of tune of music, like back then in the, early thousands and stuff i listen to a lot of different older music like that anyway so it kind of just falls into the stuff that i'm already listening to every day in my kind of library (laughs) it's uh it's still crazy to me to think about like the 2000s era of music and i remember feeling like it felt so new and fresh and now when i go back and listen to it it feels so 2000s it it feels like you were like it was like a whole deck like like generation before you like it was like so old but it's really this well <laughs> it is now it's almost 20 years ago it's 2018 yeah, that's... and that's crazy to say that in another like five years or so the college dropout's gonna be 20 years old or something like that like that's yeah i saw some post on uh on the kanye subreddit and somebody was like, I just listened to Yeezus for the first time. And you click and they're like, hey, I'm 13. I just listened to Yeezus. I haven't listened to a lot of Kanye because all my friends think he's old and trash. And yeah. It's just like, oh, my God. Like, I've seen me- that too, right? Around, yeah, you're right. Around the time that Yeezus came out, a lot of the younger kids and stuff weren't into, like, they, they were kind of, like, disgusted by him. Like, they thought, like, he was just this old sellout of a man. Like, oh, it was so sad. But but that's music. It comes and goes. Like that's how people are in generations. Like of course, the um, generations under us aren't going to appreciate his music, and the ones before us are also going to be like, like who is this guy ripping off everyone else? You know, like where's the other people's credit? Yeah, we're, we're that's the... how, how we feel now. Like Kanye has created all these artists that are branching out. Like right now is, but that's just how it is. Like he's he's gonna be an icon he's forever, I guess. That's how legends work. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like what it's our it's our group that's really like we're the ones setting that legacy in place. Yeah, so it's funny that like the younger kids aren't really appreciating Kanye right now, but he's like that's how all the artists that are kind of out right now, they're even if they don't quote to say that they find a lot of their musical inspiration behind Kanye, then it's probably another one of those things, like I was saying before, where you kind of like, even though you don't know you're in, like inspired by this and you're hearing this sound and that's what you're kind of like incorporating into your own thing, you are. Because it's just like he kind of changed music for what it is today, I feel like, in the last 10, 15 years. It seems like every album he comes out with has reshaped, like, in uh, maybe not music as a whole, but at least like a wide swath of music. Like the college dropout, late registration sound changed up everything. The eight hundred eight sound changed up everything. Like the Yeezus sound changed up everything. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know if I'd say the life of Pablo has any very crazy distinct sound, but what he's doing now he's already like i guess he's already made enough noise to be able to kind of just like settle in in some type of space where he feels comfortable and he's just coming out with whatever he feels like is true and good and sounds like 
right for that time. Like, it doesn't seem like it needs to have some huge death-defying message. Like, it is it is really gospel, though. Other than that, I'll give you that. It is very gospel. It is. And I think that's an aspect that I when I talk with people about Life of Pablo, it seems to get not mentioned a lot, but there's so much mention of religion and faith and like struggle with faith and finding that faith in that album. And it seems like if anything, I would say that like a lot of that may have came from him recently starting an actual family and finding that love and trust of again, like after he lost his mom, it was like a lot, a lot different for him and being out and with people and trusting and just feeling like he had faith in different things. Like he's very vocal about um, how we're all going to die one day and every, nothing's promised to you except death. But um, having that belief and that faith in that higher power that like, I guess it just, it, the family thing made it, it made it all like really, really, really obvious him yeah and i think uh real friends and wolves shows off exactly what you were saying like he kind of looks around at his life and is like these are the people around me like i need my family they're the ones that have like helped me be reborn and redeemed mm-hmm. yeah hmm. makes me excited to have a family one day <laughs> me. um also you had you said that you had listened to a lot of radio music and a lot of pop when when Kanye changed up his sound on Jesus and Life of Pablo, was that a bit more of a of a shock for you, or was it something that you were on board with right away? I wouldn't say it was a shock for me, or that I was like automatically on board for it. Well, yeah, I was because I'm one of those like diehard Kanye fans. <laughs> he says his worst things. I'm like the person that like gives a Kanye grin and just shrugs my shoulders. Like, but um. It was. It definitely wasn't my favorite, but there are things that I can appreciate from it on um, that I can more than any other like album before it, like from Bound Two specifically in that music video, or the or the only one with his daughter and stuff like that. Like that had so much more. Like when I eventually like had time to really like look into it beyond just the sound of the songs like past the um visual aesthetic and everything like that like then it kind of really changed for me and I started to realize like it was much bigger than it was sought out to be like than everyone thought it was it really was from first view or from first listen so I do appreciate it a lot more now than when it first came out but I've never been one of those people who like heard something and just was like like oh I hate this always gave everything that he came out with with a chance because I don't know I feel like a lot of his albums have a whole picture so you can't you have to like be able to listen through the whole thing at some point to get something out of it like yeah you might not like some things but that's like that's just a give or take with life yeah that's that's the whole like thesis of our show is that graduation my beautiful dark twisted fantasy Jesus and the life of Pablo are concept albums with like narrative beginning middle and end and that you know like a song like freestyle four might not be on its own like an ideal kanye song especially compared to 
something on life of pot or the college dropout or late registration, but what it's doing on the whole for the life of Pablo is awesome. Yeah. And I, and I really appreciate a lot of the features that he had in the life of Pablo. Cause like that was when I was also like, I said, like this is the time and I'm really more so getting into music and stuff and discovering other artists. Like I was aware with a lot of those other artists that he has worked with in the past, especially Kid Cudi. I've always been a huge Kid Cudi fan, but, um, um, yeah, like Chance the Rapper, I recently started to listen to him when he came out with Acid Rap. Like he was one of my favorite rappers, like early on throughout college and late high school. So when he was like really a big part of that album and stuff, that was like huge for me. Um, I've always loved Rihanna. Rihanna's on a couple of his different last couple albums too so there was a lot that made that worth listening like it wasn't yeah that was a huge part of it I think was the features like it brought in a lot of different people like he's not afraid of bringing in like big power names because I don't feel like he has like he ever thinks anything will kind of like overpower him in a song it just makes it better very much I think I was talking, uh, I was recording a, a story yesterday and we started talking about his growth in development with like Jay-Z, right? Like college dropout, never let me down. Jay-Z, I think is arguably probably brings more to the table on never let me down than Kanye. I still think Kanye, but I think like rap fans might go with Jay-Z there, but as yeah. Kanye's discography progresses, there becomes less and less of a distance between Kanye as a rapper and Jay-Z as a rapper. Mm-hmm. And to just reach a point where like, you know, Kendrick or Kendrick, uh, Kanye has Kendrick yeah. on no more parties in LA and just like toe for toe. Yeah, exactly. That's how a lot of, a lot of those things are. And he even like early on when like, well, Drake is still kind of at the height of his career, but he started working with Drake and was like back and forth. with like, it's just, it's perfect that he can, he has no fear to bring in these like heavy hitting artists, even though he's always, he's like this old name in the game. Cause at some point it always like seems like when you're the older name in the game and you're bringing in these heavy hitting artists, it's just to save your career. But it's always been more like he's helping make these people's career instead. Like it's just creating a larger foundation for whatever it is that they're working on. Yes. Appreciated that. Yeah. I think that's a great way of putting it. And I think that kind of shifts like on college dropout. It does seem like the features that Kanye has are because it's like, I need not, I need help, but like I need validation from these established people. Yeah. But it's like those people were validating him before they even like, he was validating himself. Like before he was even like saying like, I feel like I should be able to do this or I'm going to make this album or whatever. Like people were telling him he was great too. So that's not every, everyone has critics, of course, like there's just people, (laughs) especially like Jay-Z was one of the people, like first people to tell him like, no, you can't rap. But he made a believer out of Jay. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, Do you have a, do you have a favorite kind of Kanye moment it's either like an interview that he's done or like um, uh, 
it's something that he said to paparazzi or just uh, a photograph of him and his family I can, yeah, I can think of something, but it's like, it's really embarrassing and hard to explain because it's like, it's a clip of him and he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like rapping, but he's not, it's just like complete gibberish and he's just going off and like, I don't, I don't want to like <laughs> try to reenact it, but it's really funny and it's just complete gibberish, but he's not actually rapping at all. He's just like being Kanye. Yeah, is is this, explain it? <laughs> is this uh? I know on when I'm trying to think of how to frame it when he is working on songs and doing kind of like the unfinished portion of the song, he'll just be like kind of rapping and go like na 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 like Chicago blah 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 blah, and it's on. It's like it was a viral thing on Twitter. I wish I like would have thought about this. Uh, I need to look this up because this sounds amazing. All right, we'll find this at some points. Yeah, one day I'll see it and I'm going to DM it to you because I'll come across it again. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So what are your, uh, your kind of top five favorite Kanye tracks? Um, okay, let's think. Top five. Um, well, like I said before, All Falls Down is really big for me. I love, love, love Lauryn Hill. That's my favorite, um, female artist. So I really love that. Um, and then there's like, there's one that I, can I, can I say certain ones for like just the, um, the music video behind it or the visual effects behind it? Absolutely. Yeah. So I really, really, really love Paranoid. Like, it's a really old school vibe. Like, when he, and Rihanna's in the music video, she's not, she doesn't sing or anything like that in the song. But it's when they're um, driving in a race car, or he's driving in a race car through this, like, really haunted looking dark forest on this, like, single road. And it has this really, really, really old school, like, vibe. And it's also, like, shot with, like, toys at the same time. Like, you can tell that it's, like, that, um, that, like, um, motion stop animation where you kind of just like move things in space and stuff like it's really cool um so all falls down that addiction mm. off of registration because that was another thing that became really really big for me in college that are really related to like every single weird from it that and all falls down i said that Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like that's I've related to both of those a lot because from the lyrics specifically, like with me being in college and everything with those two. Mm. Uh, I really, really like the good life or good life with T Pain. Like that's my feel good kind of song. Like when I'm in a bad mood and I just wanna play something to like just like get a little coffee and stuff in my car. <laughs> Um, I got four already. That's so many. <laughs> okay, then I'm gonna end it with only one because that music video makes me like crack. Oh my gosh! But I didn't put. I have to take out one. Can I have six? <laughs> yeah, you can have six. You can have six. After only one, I just thought of that too. Okay, only one because that music video is so special to me with North in it. Like it, it's just phenomenal, and it makes me want to cry. And it's um, sung from, like, 
the perspective of his mother who passed away and who never got to meet his kids or anything like that. It was just huge. And then Hey Mama also because that's it's hey mama like that can make that that makes me cry too like that's another one of those really big heavy hitting songs like when i'm either like i either love my mama to death or i hate her guts and either (laughs) like those really really like make me like really sit there and think like about her and my relationship with her and everything yeah those songs are not just songs when like you let them resonate with your emotions like that they're really things that kind of recalibrate you yeah Uh, which uh you mentioning the music videos i feel i feel so dumb for not asking earlier with like you being a visual artist what uh what are your views on the kanye music videos oh they're all phenomenal i feel like i wish he was more like i wish he devoted part of like tracks on movies and stuff like I feel like even then he kind of has like this huge play into their visual aesthetic and it like I seen in an interview once where someone was saying like when you meet Kanye or you're with him like his energy and everything is so hype that you feel like you either have to match it or you feel bad about yourself for not being that great and that's like that's what I feel like he brings into everything that he does, especially with videos and stuff. Like it just brings out the creativity and everybody around him. So I've never seen like, yeah, there's not one music video that I really dislike. Like there's songs that I don't appreciate to its full extent and I can't quote word for word, but even then I still appreciate the music video behind them. That's uh, are the only one music video in the paranoid music video, your two favorites. Um, no, I really like Touch the Sky, and I've actually mm-hmm. have been working on a painting kind of behind that music video for a while that I haven't gotten very far with yet. So that's another one of my favorites. Um, Heartless was pretty cool, too, because it was a different, a whole different thing, like how he set that whole thing up in the um, animation sequence. I really like that. Hmm. No, what else? Off of the top of my head. Oh, good. Um, Gold Digger was pretty fun. That's a fun song, though, in general. It's, of course, the music video kind of match. Good Life was a really... I, ha- I really like Good Life's music video as well. And I have... Um, a painting off of that i have a i just did the good life like pretty big like how in one of their views i think it's like pink and blue just like the color scheme and the wording behind it like a lot of the things are like in graffiti letters and stuff like that as he's going through the song it's really bright and poppy and vibrant and i consider myself a pop artist so i could do a lot with good life like if i just wanted i could just make it I could like make art for good life for like months. <laughs> I can just see like the the Tasha Maddox uh, good life series, and it's like good life number one, good life number twenty two, good life number one seventy five. Basically, like everybody just lived this good life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I 
I, I um, had kind of fallen in love with the Love Lockdown music video. Yeah, that was pretty cool too. That one always blows my mind. And have you seen the uh, like the nine minute short films? Uh, we were once a fairy tale. I don't think I've seen We Were Once a Fairy Tale because no, what is that's not what what that's a song too. I don't. I never. I'm not familiar with that. Um, what's the song? Um, it's an eight oh eight song. And I don't know why I'm blanking on the, hold on. Okay. It's uh, the See You in My Nightmares. It's a line from See You in My Nightmares, but he did a, a video for it. It's called We Were Once a Fairy Tale. It's like nine minutes. It was directed by Spike Jones. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. It just has this insane, like the ending is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. But I do love, love lockdown too i didn't mention that before i do have something kind of in the works with that too with the ballerinas that's a that's something that people like recreating a lot and i really i've, I've always been interested I'm, I'm not a dancer myself but i've always really 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 appreciated the artistry behind um ballet oh yeah that uh the Gemma. runaway ballerina video is just that's one of the most iconic things Kanye has ever done. I like seeing all the, the like the ballerina tattoos people will get. Oh, I don't think I've seen any tattoos. Yeah, I'll find some on. Uh, I'll find some pictures and DM them to you or tweet them at you. Yeah. <laughs> there have been, been some cool like ballerina tattoos or like the the headless king tattoos. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I think that does it for most of the questions. The only other thing we have on the on the table is we we give uh, every guest a, a last call opportunity, which is just uninterrupted time to say anything else you want about Kanye or another topic in general, and you just have the floor for you know ten seconds, three minutes, ten minutes, whatever you want. Okay, um, let me think real quick. Okay. All right, I'm just gonna guess. I guess I'll just wing it. Yeah. <laughs> this is your last call. Go ahead and go. Okay, my name is Tasha Maddox, and I'm a visual artist who is a huge Yeezy fan. Um, yeah, I've been working and doing a lot of art specifically to Yeezy since I been in college for the last like three four years at louisiana state university started with my whole wall like and eventually started going to art shows and stuff like that around the country with it so my dream is for kim kardashian to see my stuff and put it on the walls of their kids room and that's about it <laughs> oh because if i meet kanye west i'm never gonna fail Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.